0: If you'd like to move around, move forward, that'd be all right. Don't move backwards. Plenty of seats up here. Please keep it right there, sis. Don't take it away from me. Thank you very much. It is Pentecost Sunday. We didn't declare that. It is a fact that it is Pentecost Sunday. And I told the leadership in the office... If it doesn't come out of you naturally, let's at least act Pentecostal today. I'm reading from the book of Acts this morning. from Chapter number 4. Acts chapter 4. You may have a different translation. We'll read at least corporately. From the King James. The Bible said, as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day. For it was now evening, eventide. Howbeit, or however, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. What a revival. It came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, and Annas the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. What a revival. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power or by what name have you done this? Now you would think, anybody gets the Holy Ghost, anybody is baptized in Jesus' name, that there'd be complete unity, total agreement that a good thing is happening here. But unfortunately there's this thing called religion. Organized political man-made, man-constructed and they got to have a meeting then peter the bible said filled with his degree from seminary look at my wall you see all those certificates of graduate Accomplishments? No, the Bible said, full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. He said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Who's he talking to? Rulers and elders. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. And he said, by the way, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner, and neither is there salvation in any other, For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So what I'm going to preach to you today, what I'm going to preach to you today is the exclusivity of his name. Someone said there's nothing in this world exclusive. Peter just said, no other name. That makes it exclusive. Nothing like it. None can compare to it. The exclusivity of His name. God, we thank You for Your Word today. Your precious Spirit in the house, Your people among us. We give You all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Have Your way, Lord, today in the wonderful, the mighty, the majestic, faithful name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you today. Look at somebody and say, there's only one name. You may be seated. When Shakespeare wrote in Romeo and Juliet, What's in a name? His reason was that according to him, a rose by any other name still smells as sweet. It was Juliet's line that was trying to suggest that names themselves don't hold any worth, meaning, or value that they simply act as labels to distinguish one thing or one person from another. But clearly, Juliet did not know that Proverbs 22.1 said, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. The something precious and priceless and valuable In an only exclusive name from the Word. Now, let me just teach for a moment in the Scriptures. Is it all right if I stay in the Scriptures with you today? What is the biggest name of an individual you've ever met, ever known? A politician? Celebrity? An athlete? Athlete? Brother Rick? I went one time because there was a little scuttlebutt going through the crowd, a a rumor going through the crowd that Ferguson Jenkins was over on the A side of the stadium signing baseballs and giving autographs. If you know anything about baseball in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, he's a Cy Young Award winning pitcher, six years, won over 20 games. That's a major accomplishment. I went over there, this six foot five mountain of a man signing autographs and Baseballs, and I got up there finally to Fergie, very nice, cordial man, signed the baseball, and he said, now talk to Joe, or whoever it was over here. I said, pardon me? And Joe stepped right next to me and goes, that's $25, please. $25? Well, no matter what clout someone may carry that you have met, politician, celebrity. I'm guessing today that after you met them nothing really changed about your life. You met them and maybe there was a moment where you felt a little euphoria, like you were in a special place in time but then you went right back into the mainstream and grind of your everyday world. But I'm going to tell you today, if you ever meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you'll never, ever, ever You'll never be disappointed. Someone said you can come to Jesus just as you are, but I guarantee you, you will never leave the way you came, unquote. Because if you meet me and forget me, you've lost nothing. But if you meet the Lord Jesus and forget him, you've lost everything. 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 So here's what the scriptures say today. Follow me now, please. In Genesis one verse one, the Bible said, in the beginning God, in the beginning God. John one verse one said, in the beginning the word. First John one verse one said that word which was from the beginning. In the beginning God, in the beginning the word. and first John one said, That word which was there, that was there at the beginning, that's the C-E-V. Gives life was from the beginning. And the Bible said, John declared here, that we not only heard the word, we saw the word, and we touched the word. And according to Acts 7.59, The Bible said God even has a name. In the beginning God, in the beginning the Word, that which is from the beginning we touched, we saw, we heard. And the Bible said they stoned Stephen calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So here's here's the biblical equation I just quoted to you. God plus the Word equals the Lord Jesus Christ. That's pretty simple, ain't it? There's no mystery of godliness there. No. In the beginning, before all time. God. The word. Then we saw him, we touched him. We heard him. He became Emmanuel, Matthew 123. God with us I believe in all with all my heart that's what David had in mind when he wrote what you just read brother Richard that some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God Tom 20 verse 7 And that's what David was thinking about, I'm sure, on that Valley of Elah battle floor when he looked at Goliath and said, you come to me with swords and spears, but I come to you with my theological degree. I come to you with the power of all Pentecostal movements behind me. I know big shot preachers. That's why I am coming to you. He said, no, I come to you in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. The name... I'm talking about the exclusivity of His name. You see, every time, Brother Larry, you call yourself a Christian, every time you declare, I am a Christian, you invoke, you solicit, you petition the name of Jesus. Every time! Every time you say, yep, I do more than go to church, I'm a Christian. Blood-bought, born-again, child of the Most High God. I'm a Christian. It's not about you there. You're petitioning the exclusive name above all other names. So, David said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Malachi, or Psalm 23, verse 3, excuse me, for his name's sake. For his name's sake. The honor of... Of his name. And consequently, Malachi 4:2 says we should fear his name. Matthew 6 9 said we should hallow his name. Psalm 13, verse 3 said we should praise his name. Fear, hallow, praise. Wonder why that is. Could it be that because Paul said in Philippians 2 verse 9 that his name is above all or every name? Every name, remember in Exodus 23, this won't, you won't have this this, I'm, sure, I'm sure I didn't give it to you, but when God was telling Israel, "I'm sending an angel with you," I believe it's about verse 21. He said, "I'm sending an angel down there to protect you and guide you." And what did God How, how did God warn him? Don't mess with that angel. And why? My name is in him. God told Moses Himself, the name I put on Him is my own and it's holy. It's consecrated. It's exclusive. It's no wonder the Apostle Peter said in Acts 5.41, Luke wrote of Peter's circumstance that the Apostles counted themselves blessed and rejoiced that they could actually suffer shame for the name of, The Lord, we are persecuted because we're oh, the church on the hill, and we don't even want to say it too loud. These guys walked out after they'd been beaten and jailed, and they said, Wow, there's something special about that name! Something special about that name. They didn't persecute the apostles because of their degree or who their pastor was, they persecuted them because of the name they were preaching. The exclusive name. Well, Paul said whatever we do, that we should do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do. Because His name, Acts 3.16, through faith in His name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. So to be a Jesus name one God apostolic believer means more than just words. You you, you derive strength from the name of Jesus every day. You live for God and try to be separate in this world because of the precious exclusive name that's been called over you. I'm going somewhere today. I'm just trying to give you a little word platform so that when I get there it it doesn't sound silly. But Isaiah 43 Verses 5, 6, and 7, the Bible said God is coming back for a people called by His name. Called by His name. And then 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it begins by saying, If my people which are called by my name. So how do we become one of those people that are called by His name? join a church, sign a church card, get our names on the roster of the roll, become a member, pay our tithes. Nope, none of the above. We're glad you're here today. Thankful you support the work of God. Glad your name's on the roster. Glad you're a member here. But none of that qualifies you and I for being one called by His name but I belong to a Jesus-Name assembly. Doesn't qualify you. Doesn't qualify you. Not yet. Not yet. I'm quoting from the Common English Bible, and it tells us something about that name. Aren't they the ones who insult the good name spoken over to you at your and then the amplified translation now listen to you amplified lovers brother Tostin loved the amplified I know that brother does over there and I like it too it's a great study uh, resource but the amplified like every form or translation of the bible does regular updates NIV is the worst sorry NIV lovers I read it I, I do comparison studies in NIV it is the worst for modernizing and watering down and soft soaking where they were originally. Doesn't mean you shouldn't look at it for comparison or analyzation. Knock yourself out. That's all about studying the word. But the Amplified, the original 1964 translation, which came from the New American Standard, by the way, Brother Richard. New American Standard is what breathed the Amplified into existence. They looked at the the basis, the root of the New American Standard, and created this amplified or something you grow, the text you want to grow. The original amplified, or let's go here, the most modern said, Do not they blaspheme, James 2, verse 7, the precious name of Christ by which you are called. The original, untarnished, straight out of the New American Standard, before all these modernistic and postmodern minds got on the watering it down, said this. Is it not they who slander and blasting that precious name by which you are distinguished? By which you are distinguished and called the name of Christ invoked in baptism. So so when you repent of your sins, And you're water baptized by complete immersion, not sprinkling. I'm not not trying to hurt anybody, but the word baptism means to put down, to put under. It's a type of burial. You don't throw a little dirt on someone when you're burying them. You put them under. And the person doing the baptism is very important. It's very important. The one doing the baptism has to have the faith in the name, Acts 3.16 because that's how the name is invoked upon the believer is through the water baptism of Jesus holy name you become you become a Jesus you become Jesus name qualified called by the name when someone calls over you in a watery grave the name of Jesus for the remission of sins So if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name today, if you're not sure how you were baptized, if you're baptized in most denominational churches, I'm pretty sure you need to do it again. Wait, 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 wait. You may have been totally sincere, and I believe it. You may have been 100% sincere in your, in your ambition to do that, but brother, I'm telling you, if you want to be one of those he's coming back for, you need to do it the Bible way. You need to have the exclusive... Have the exclusive name of Jesus invoked upon you, not titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the name invoked upon you, and by the way, and by the way, if Acts 2:38, the name is a contradiction to Matthew 28:19, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, then we've got a problem with the whole Bible. If one is where you pitch your tent and say, I'm going to believe Jesus over the Apostle Peter. Then we we are kidding ourselves that anything in the Bible is true. If Matthew 28 28 and 19 is the way we're supposed to say it, then everything in the book of Acts you can throw away. I wonder why Peter only 50 days later contradicted it, apparently. No, 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 there's no contradiction. When Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, He was fulfilling the commandment of Matthew 28, 19. They weren't baptizing anybody in Matthew 28. It's called the Great Commission. He had these boys gathered together, and he was giving them a pep talk. You go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And he said when you get them all ready to go baptize him in the name Father Son Holy Ghost not names Check your bible name exclusive only Father's not a name it's a position it's a title Son's not a name it's a position it's a title Holy Ghost is not a name it's a position But I know one name, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, above all other names, Jesus. True story. True story, sure as I'm looking at you, such a Playa, this morning. I don't remember who it was with me. It might have been your husband. Might have been Brother Stacy, might have been Brother Churchill. But it was years ago, years and years ago. We left work one night, Brother Morgan, and we were headed to Clutina River up by Copper Center to go fishing. And when we got to Glen Allen, it was well past midnight, 2, 3 a.m. in that time it was that time frame. And a little store there in the corner is called The Hub. It used to be anyway. We'd always stop at The Hub and gas up, set up. And I'm not exaggerating, I'm telling you. Gospel truth, the Lord knows. I walked in that store at 2, 2.30 in the morning. There's a man behind the counter. Man over by the coolies facing the milk or facing the soda or something. And I just walk in and I heard language like this. The man behind the counter was saying something similar to this. In actuality, the ancient manuscripts bemoan the attack of legitimacy against ancient writers, because postmodern data attempts to deface scientific reasoning, but only leaves the earnest of most researchers disappointed. And the man over facing the milk stand over there with his jaw on his hand like yes, yes. Indeed, quite succinct, yes, indeed. Of the DJ, I got my Diet Pepsi and my Twinkies. I walked up to the counter. I set them down. They'd been conversing while I was just meandering through the store. 2.30 in the morning. This theological juggernaut behind the desk, And I walked up and I said, Well, you know what, brother? The Apostle Peter said, and he steps back to one of these head back things, looks at me like that, I said, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, yeah. I said, that's Acts 2.38, brother. God is my witness. He goes, (laughs) (laughs) Sister Leanne, hear it like it was last night. He goes, I've been to seminary with that same tone. He goes, I've been to seminary. It's a sad day when people let religion get in the way of the Word of God. All I told him was there's a name above all other names. And that name's got to be invoked upon your soul. If you want to hear him say, well done. If you want to be in the rapture of the bride, that name has got to be called over you in a watery grave. You can confess it all you want. You can confess it all you want, but unless it's called over you, I'm trying to put some of you where you need to be today. Some of you need to put your religion down and take up the Word of God. There's a name above all others. A name that you need to bear. Is his name exclusive, Pastor Herring? Let me tell you something in heaven they bow at the name of Jesus. You know where Gabriel, you know where Gabriel is when the name of Jesus is proclaimed? You know where the elders are, and Moses and Joshua and Daniel and David? No other name. and why is it that religion may be sincere people that have gone down erroneous religious paths I'll put it that way why is it they can read colossians 3:17 which said whatever you do do it all in the name of the lord jesus but when they come to water baptism that doesn't include that it does here if you'll just shake off those spiritual or religious cobwebs today, you'll come up here and say, Pastor Herring, I see it in the Word of God. Would you baptize me in the name of Jesus? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I I would to God, the spirit of boldness would come over some of us today. We'd forget who's around us. We'd forget what people are saying about us. Listen to me, William Shakespeare, there is something in a name, in his name anyway, like no other. In the name of Jesus, pray with me today. God, we trust you today. We love and exalt you, God, to know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. God, we give you all the glory and the praise, and we honor you this morning. We know that your name is above all names. Your name is above every name. Every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. Every tongue will confess to the name of Jesus. There's no name like it, Lord. I want to bear that name. I want you to come back for me, Lord, because I'm part of the bride.